0: new year we're gonna will this to work we, are. we had a rough start 2018 <laughs> i think you know what this is very fitting we had a i've had a not a bumpy start to this 2018 we had a bumpy start to this podcast episode uh-huh. but we're gonna pull it together yep and we're gonna have something great at the end yeah so i'm danny and i'm molly <laughs> and we are <clears throat> trying to get back in the swing of things <laughs> This is our third attempt at recording today.
1: This is, and our last attempt was so great. I don't know it was what, really good. And then Garage Band crashed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you know what? We're here. We are um, semi still black, still reading, semi healthy. Um, Danielle had a little bit of an escapade over the past <laughs> couple of days. <laughs>
0: I was in the ER with what I thought was appendicitis. And let me tell you, ERs are full of crazy people. Yep. I was there. Let's see. I checked in at 9 p.m. I got a bed at like 4.30 a.m. Went home at 9. It felt like it was like 3 (laughs) p.m. on a Friday. I lost all track of time. I went home and I promptly slept for the rest of the week. Oh, my God. I dropped everything. I didn't talk to anybody. I I had text I had a text I was supposed to answer. Nope.
1: Yeah, I felt I felt kind of bad because I, like, hadn't heard from you. Like, usually we'll talk a lot, like, at least over Twitter, um, like, DMs or whatever. But, um, like, I hadn't heard from you at all. I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe she's busy or whatever. But, no, you were, like, dying. You are in the I was, ER.
0: I was, I was dead for 72 hours. <laughs> and the ER was full of crazy. There was a fight, like, Five minutes oh after I got in there. Oh, this five guy, minutes after? <laughs> I was just like I had just stepped in. Like I remember I was sitting at the intake desk and she was taking my day and all of a sudden a fight breaks out and the nurse has to go help the rest of the crew break it up. And Why did people get a fight in the ER? I guess like you're already upset and you're emotional and you're sick, so maybe you're grumpier than normal. I don't know. Or maybe she you was just pregnant. Went too. To the t- no, <laughs> It was some kind of like, it was not, it was some kind of Jerry Springer hood mess. It was not classy. Oh no. And so I I remember I put my head down and just wait for the nurse to come back. (laughs) You're like, like, I'm just going to (laughs) rest. It's like, I don't care. And then they have, we put in this little side room where I had fluids and I was with the man, like whiniest whiny man flu baby. But he eventually got kicked out because he would like walk up and down the hallways and he was cussing out the nurses and the doctors like oh, he was I'm them sick. Out. He was cussing at them. He's like, I'm sick. I need a doctor. And I was like, Well, oh, fuck. We all need a doctor. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, people act a fool. They do. And he had a gall to do this while this little old lady with sickle cell anemia was sitting in her chair. And like, I heard about like I heard it hurts. Yeah. And she was like. She was just in her chair, just kind of, like, moaning to herself. And he had the nerve to walk around with nothing more than the flu. Right. Moaning and carrying on. They can't do anything for you, sir. Right. They're just going to send you home. Right. Like, oh, my you, gosh. You'll see some stuff in an ER. You truly will. <laughs> then you, you said your grandmother had to, like, tuck and roll yeah, out my, of an
1: ER. My mom and my aunt one time went to pick up my great aunt because she had um, hit her eye. And, like, people just started throwing out in the ER. And they had to, like... You know, my aunt had like the big eye patch on, and my, gra- my mom oh, no. had to, like grab, her, and they had to roll out of there. <laughs> and then I told this story on the last stream, um, but I don't know. I just, I just love it because it was a very difficult time being in the ER that time. Yeah. But um, there was a guy I remember, and he, he had like a big bucket of like KFC, like <laughs> you know, not like it's the
0: box, still funny, but like the it's
1: bucket, and he was like eating chicken. And he was standing in the hallway, and this doctor was like, um, uh, you know, she held up two fingers. She was maybe like a foot away from him. She was like, uh, how many fingers do I have up? And he's like, I don't know. I'm blind. And he'd take a bite of the chicken. <laughs> and she would like take two steps back, and she's like, okay, how many fingers do I have up? And he'd be like, I don't know. I'm blind. And she would like take two steps up, and she'd be like, how many fingers do I have up? And he's like, I don't know. I'm blind. It went on and on and on for an hour. Well, I,
0: I thought I was going to go insane. <laughs> I don't understand why she thought the answer would change. I'm like, I don't know what the doctor thought that was going to. Why did she think his answer would What did she think? I don't I'm know. Confused. I was
1: confused. I was <laughs> upset. There was a guy who had cut off two of his fingers there, too. Oh, my God. And he was like the happiest I've ever seen anybody because they had him doped up. And he was like, <laughs> he can't hear you. He can't understand you. he's blind
0: he can't see you he can't see
1: you (laughs) he don't know how many fingers you got up (laughs) just
0: let him eat his chicken
1: just let him eat his chicken
0: so ERs are always (sighs) yeah you got a little sick but you also had a life changing event I did that makes it it sound really scary I shouldn't (laughs) have worded it that way (laughs) It makes it sound like you found a baby somewhere or something,
1: yes, I found a baby, and now me and this baby are gonna go fight crime together.
0: <laughs> That'd be
1: great um, that no, so I got engaged um, Yay! <laughs> um, the day before christmas um uh, we're gonna make this official sometime in the coming he took you year.
0: On a, He took you on a boat
1: we took you on a boat um uh, he, um, we went up to visit his family, like, in the San Francisco area for Christmas, and, um, he's, like, a super, super big Star Wars fan, really loves Star Wars, and he was, like, oh, we're gonna go to this, like, special theater in, uh, San Francisco in the city, um, you know, on the 23rd to see it, and I was, like, okay, whatever, and then he was, like, uh, when we were driving up, he was, like, oh, well, uh, the seats were really bad, so I just canceled those tickets and we'll just go see it at another time. And I was like, Oh, okay. But he's very like bougie about movie theaters and <laughs> <laughs> like where he sits in a movie theater. So I didn't really think anything about it. I was just like, Okay. Um so he I was like, Okay, well let's still go let's still go to San Francisco and like we like my family did this like boat tour. Um you know, of the, the bay. And, um, I hear that they have a twilight one and it'll be nice. Cause you can see all the Christmas lights. So I was like, okay, that sounds like fun. So we went and, um, like we got on the boat, we were almost late, like looking for a parking spot. You're we like the last people on. And then we got on and it kind of looked like the, like, like, you know, rec room of like, or like the basement of like a church. <laughs> like you know a mid-sized church uh, <laughs> their rec room um and there were like they were giving like people these little wines and like little sippy cups and so uh frank looked like really stony faced so i was like well, whatever there's wine i don't care and we were kind of like way back in the corner next to these like teams that were making out and so i thought he was like upset at first and i was like okay i don't know what's going on like he's very quiet like a like very determined look on his face i was like okay and so then we took off and he was like okay let's go up to the the deck and i was like okay that sounds like fun so we go up there and um it's like just absolutely beautiful like you could see like the stars and all the lights from downtown and like the bridges are so big and all lit up i was like oh my god it's so gorgeous and so we were like just going under the golden gate bridge and he was like um yeah, you know, I love you so much and Yeah, you know, he was like, I don't wanna do this thing without with anyone else but you And I was like Aww. Oh he got down on one knee and he pulled out the ring. I was like oh. I was like crying and crying. And then he stood up and we hugged and then um I was telling Danielle on the other stream there were only two other black people on this boat like a, a mom and her daughter who's like probably in her early 20s and so um right after we stood up the girl like came running out and she was like oh my god i just saw that congratulations she's like i'm here to take your picture give me your phone <laughs> so she's like directing a whole little photo shoot so it was adorable and then he had like a res- uh, you know restaurant set out for us later they gave us champagne on the boat It was very sweet
0: Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I I got back on OK Cupid. That was my Now
1: now you said this very quickly on the last stream and I didn't get a chance to ask questions even though I had them. But why <laughs> or how did this man
0: spell the word back with a J? <laughs> I don't I'm hoping it's a fat finger typo. Mm-hmm. But he had a lot of his spellings <laughs> and a lot of words slurred together. Oh, no. And then come to find out he's a truck driver. Uh-huh. And he was sitting this while driving. And oh, I was like, I no. got to stop before somebody dies. Yeah. So I stopped answering. He's like, truck. sir, I need you to pay attention to the road. <laughs> to the road. You got too many wheels on the road for you to be uh, t- try to hit somebody up <laughs> while driving. I was like, oh, my God. I should have known when he didn't have any photos older than high school or college on the profile. It should have been a warning uh... sign yeah this happens every January I feel like it's a new year it's a new me and then I usually quit by like the 30th <laughs> of January <laughs> you gotta get back out there girl I know I remember what your dad your dad's like has like the like what was it it's a numbers game I think about that all mm-hmm. the time and I'm like I'm not playing my numbers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like you know what being alone and then after playing the numbers I'm like you know what I don't mind being by myself that <laughs> yeah. much.
1: Well, that's what like it's fine Frank's family was asking me oh how did you guys meet and so we met online uh-oh. And I was like, oh, well, I winked You're at a him. success story. <laughs> and his dad was like, I don't understand. You winked at him? I was like, yeah, I winked at him. <laughs> Virtually. Virtually.
0: That's hilarious. But he actually
1: thought I, I was a, a spam robot at first.
0: You told me that. Because there are a lot of... There are, I thought I did a... What was the one where you can... There's one where you can... Women have to do the first move. Oh, Bumble. called Bumble. And I would send out all these messages and I'm like, your profile looks too good. Mm. And then we would match and then I would say something and I would never get a response back. Not even a creepy response, just nothing.
1: I know a lot of ladies
0: on Bumble, but I don't know a lot of guys on Bumble. Maybe it's just, I've been telling people like if I got into the business of setting up like professional like singles mixers Uh and like if I ensured that there'd be an equal number of men and women, I could probably make a killing. Right? Right. Like, organize an event, know that, like, set it up so that I know there's going to be maybe even more men than women, because I feel like there needs to be events where there's more men than women, because there's always tons of women. Yeah. And just, like, charge people, like, $45, get, like, a drink ticket, and, like, have this event. And I could probably make so much money. I need to get on I that. mean, that could be a
1: black checklist hosted
0: event. <laughs> Come to our book club. club. Yeah, with some drinks. Yeah. We got to get on that. Right? Hey, Mocha Girls. business opportunity. <laughs> because like Brandon you want to meet, <laughs> there's a there's a black men read podcast that or is a book there? club that follows us on twitter yeah like we just need to partner but, up i mean hey you know make some literate matches 2018 try and get you some. <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's what's gonna be on that you can fill in the blank for whatever that sum whatever is. the sum so is you don't discriminate news. exactly but yeah, so that's what I was thinking, like, if I don't ever get, at least that I I came away with a good business idea. Sure. Because <laughs> I would go to those things, but you know you go, it's just going to be all women. Mm. And it's like, I don't feel like going to something and, like, sitting around with, like, ten other women to talk to one guy who may or may not oh, be Oh, yeah, it's
1: like, this is not The Bachelor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am not down for that, so... Um, do we want to get on to the news, or do we just want to talk about the book now? We can touch. Let's on touch the on news. the news
1: very briefly. Um, yes. So our favorite Danielle said this in the last one. Our favorite Twitter literary shit poster, choice exactly. <laughs> Carol Oates, brought to our attention um, a piece by um, fellowship poster, the New York Times review of books. Um, <laughs> <laughs> about since sensit- it's accurate <laughs> about sensitivity readers and um the article is titled in an era of online outrage do sensitivity readers result in better books or censorship dun, dun, dun.
0: i hate it when they throw the word censorship around yeah like some scary thing when hap- like uh, there are acts of censorship happening and no one's really concerned about the right,
1: Like this about. shit with the prisons. Oh, my God. Did you hear about that?
0: How they can't have uh, yeah. books now? Yeah,
1: I guess, I guess like part of it has been resolved. But I think the part where you can't send in books to prisoners, I think that that still stands. That's it, yeah. Though, and it's just like a fucking money grab. Like, oh, you have to buy from this particular company. And it's like $700 for, you know a coloring book or something. So I think that part was um, struck down, that part of this provision or whatever it was. Like, that is actual, literal censorship that's happening. Like, because... Oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, related to that, earlier in the year, like, they were trying to get the ISP addresses of all those, of the organizers of the march against Trump. And, like, that's some scary stuff. They were, like, subpoenaing... Like, that's what people should be concerned about, but instead they're concerned about Right, shit.
1: because you had a gay person read your gay love story and say, "Does this sound right?" Yeah, that's scary. Yeah.
0: <laughs> For those who don't know what sensitivity reading is, it's basically—I guess it's like another form yeah. of editing. So, like, you have some, if you're writing about an experience that's outside your own, you have someone read it to ensure it's not problematic. The article that I found was a Bustle article and they talked about how this sort of came up in response to a book called American Heart, Mm. which was written by a white woman, which takes place in like this dystopian future where Muslims are sort of rounded up and sent to internment Uh camps. And I read some of the reviews on Goodreads. It sounds problematic as hell. I think partially part of it is her ignorance and part part of it is poor execution because apparently she wanted the character to be she wanted the protagonist who was a white girl to be racist and ignorant and problematic. But the problem is, I guess, is that she never is challenged on any of her views. So I don't want to get too much into that, but um, Molly had a better sort of synopsis. I think the writer, Donnell Clayton, Danielle Clayton, um, sort of came up with a rebuttal.
1: which I thought was really helpful and really, like, nuanced and just a really good response to some bullshittery. (laughs) It was, uh, so she had a Twitter um, thread about it, and then she also had an interview in um, Vulture, and both I thought were pretty good.
0: Yeah, so I'm sure this is bigger, like, I was saying before we used to <laughs> died on the other stream, like, I'm sure this is a thing everyone does, they just don't give it a right. final name. Like, Molly brought up the example of, like, if you're writing about doctors. You
1: might talk to some doctors. So, if you're writing about veterans, yeah. you might talk to some veterans. If I'm writing about a trans person, I might talk to a fucking trans person! <laughs> like, the big deal nothing
0: new <sighs> but uh anything that even like sort of hints at like being pc and i hate using that term but everything that sort of hints at being pc some people just like are automatically enraged yeah. by it and it's like get over yourself
1: and i think too like you know we start with joyce carol oates and it's kind of like that old guard world i don't really want to read about people of color or gay people or you know people with a disability i don't really want them in my literature so any like any point of entry for them, I'm going to fight it, and I think that that's really the crux of the issue. Like, you just don't want to hear these voices, so
0: yeah, you don't want to be made uncomfortable. Exactly. So, so that's that. I think we're done. <laughs> I
1: think we're done with the opening. Third time's a charm. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: So, we read "The Coldest Winter yes. Ever" by Sister yes. Soldier. It was something. <laughs> that's. <laughs> Before we get into it, I will say I like this better than this could be us, but yeah. keep playing. And if you heard that episode, that's not that hard to do. <laughs> um, so, but before we get into everything, we do want to thank our sponsor for this episode. We've
1: made We got it, a sponsor, no, y'all.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, so this episode was brought to you by the title, From Compton to Congress, by Walter R. Tucker III and Martha Tucker. Um, You can learn more about this title and its virtual book tour at Mocha Girls Reads website, which will be included in the show notes for this episode. So if you go to blackchicklit.com, you can find it there. Um, The blog will be featured on several blogs ah, until January 22nd.
1: Let's see. From Compton to Congress reveals shocking criminal charges based on an FBI sting that sent Congressman Walter R. Tucker III reeling and change his life forever. Against the great odds of becoming of against the great odds of overcoming the tough streets of Compton, young Tucker fulfills his goals of becoming valedictorian of Compton High School, graduate of USC with honors, graduate of Georgetown Law School, passing the California State Bar and filling his father's vacant seat as mayor of Compton all by age 33.
0: During his meteoric meteorotic rise to the political arena at age 35 he becomes the youngest african-american from california to be elected to a u.s congressional seat however the u.s attorney's federal indictment against him shocks the nation tucker's choice to fight the charges against him thrusts him into a criminal trial that tests the condition of his human spirit and revokes us to reflect on every man's plight versus every man's fight so yeah we just want to thank from compton to congress again for helping us to bring this yeah, episode to thanks you. guys um so now we're going to get into it um Yes. So I wrote a brief synopsis. Um normally we do a spoiler alert, but this book is almost twenty years old. <laughs> so I'm sure if you've read it by if you wanted to read it read it, you would have read it by now. So here we go. So Winter is a teen growing up in the projects of Brooklyn. Winter, a teen growing up in the projects of Brooklyn, is the spoiled firstborn of a powerful drug dealer. She's used to the finest things in life clothes, shoes, jewelry, and more. When her father, Santiaga, is eventually arrested by the police on drug charges, Winter, her mother, and her three sisters have to find a way to survive. Her sisters are taken away by the state, and her mother resorts to drug use and eventually prostitution. Winter tries to hustle to make her on her own, but is soon discovered and sent to a group home for teenage girls. While there, she starts hustling again, partnering with Simone, a friend from her old Brooklyn neighborhood. She soon gets on Simone's bad side when she refuses to bail Simone out of prison after she's caught shoplifting as part of their hustle. Chased away from the group home, she goes to stay with Sister Soldier herself i have thoughts on this (laughs) sorry (laughs) sister soldier tries to get through to winter but winter repays her by attempting to steal from her and running back to her old crew she eventually winds up pregnant and stays with a drug dealer from her old neighborhood one day while out with him simone returns and attacks her slashing her across the face the story ends with winter at her mother's funeral 25 years old and with a 15 year prison sentence she spots her middle sister portia at the funeral dressed sharply and reminding her so much of her old self the book ends with Winter reflecting on how her sister is set up to repeat her old mistakes. As always, it's a quick, quick one th- run through. Of course, there's a mm-hmm. lot more happening in this book than that. But um, mm-hmm. what were your initial thoughts? Because you had read, I wanted to ask you this. You had read this book before. Yeah. And when I shared. So I read
1: this. Oh, go ahead. Well, go I was ahead.
0: Say, when I shared, I was reading this in this Facebook group I'm in. People were like, I loved it when I read it as a kid. And I can't stand it now that I'm an adult. So I wanted <laughs> to see, did you have a similar experience?
1: I did, yeah. So I read it when I was, like, 18, and I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, sex in a book. Oh, I mean, it's so bad. But, like, as an adult, like, I couldn't stop thinking that Winter is, like, a straight-up sociopath. She's also incredibly dumb. Like... She's, she's really stupid, but she's, like, she is a monster. She is,
0: yeah. I, I didn't know what made me more angry, her, like, pettiness or her idiocy. <laughs> she's terrible.
1: Like, she is all around a terrible person, which we always say does not in and of itself make a bad book, especially for, like, a female character you can. And I think she was, like, a good thought-out character. Like, she never acted outside of how I thought Winter Santiago might act. Like, she seemed very fully formed, but that person is a sociopath.
0: Yes. And like, I hated this character, but at least I'm supposed to hate her. I've had books where the characters are terrible. And it's like the author has no sense of irony that like, your character is an asshole. I don't like her. Meanwhile, in universe, everyone loves that character. Like, uh, what's her face from this could be yes what you play in. She was supposed to be sympathetic. Like, we were supposed to sympathize with that character, right? Oh, yeah. And she was just stupid. And terrible. And like, I was really (laughs) happy when I realized, okay, I'm supposed to hate this character. Actually, that was a great moment for me. Because she's kind of spoiled at the beginning, but you don't really see how terrible she is till the shit hits the fan. She is like, so, like, I remember. So her mom gets shot, right? Yes, early on, um, right before Santiago gets arrested, her mother gets shot in the face.
1: Winter is so dismissive of the fact that her mom just got shot.
0: She is. She's like more interested she's in like. Getting her car. I wish,
1: I wish this bitch would get over it. <laughs>
0: I was like, oh my God. Oh, my God. And her mother isn't really that much better.
1: Her mother is not too much better. Her mother has her own struggles. Like, it's kind of funny because Winter's very dumb. But Winter is smarter than her mother. Like, her mother's completely helpless. And Winter kind of looks at her like, well, damn, if you're going to be stupid.
0: So, like, when the book sets up, like, the whole thing is set up. Her mother had her when she was 14. So Mm -hmm. she probably didn't graduate. She's married no. to this drug dealer who makes all this money and she doesn't have to work. So she really just sees her full-time job as, like, staying Going pretty. Going to the
1: salon yeah. and making people angry at her and, and like, carrying the right purse yeah, all that kind of stuff. And it seems like she's, like, as much as she can be a good mom to Winter. Yes. Like, you know, she tra- like, the the values that they have as a family, like, she's... Like, you know, she makes sure Winter's dressed nice. She makes sure she know, she kind of grooms her to be what in her mind is, like, what a good woman should be, even if the that moral compass is a little off, I think, for a lot of people. But, like, the second she gets shot in the face trying to get that car, Winter is like, completely done with her, done with her sisters, done with, like, she does
0: not care about them at all. Yeah, no, she's, she, it's like she has, it's so frustrating because she has no clue. She's really self-centered and self-focused. She's
1: extremely self-centered. Like, that scene right when the mother goes to the hospital and, um, like, Midnight comes to pick them up and, and she's, she's like, I'm just him. trying to have sex. <laughs> and, like, Winter's like, no, you're underage. You're my boss's daughter. Your mom just got shot. I'm trying to watch your sisters. And Winter's like, I don't understand why you won't do it.
0: I kind of love that Midnight kept, like, rejecting her because it's like over over. she kept for some reason getting into her head so she meets him i guess she sees him when they're still in the project so they live in the projects and then they move into the big house this is still early in the book mm-hmm. and they move into like this big house out in the suburbs and she spots him and she's like i want him and she like tries everything to sort of attract his attention and he is not interested yeah he's repeatedly not interested and it's kind of great to see her like throw this little temper tantrum and like because she feels so entitled that if she does the right stuff He can be hurt and he does not do it. And it's so great because it's
1: so upsetting to her (laughs)
0: because she thinks she can get every, and it's really crazy. Like, I think at some point after, after her, after she's been reported and she's in the group home, after she's still like, she's hustling in this group home. She still thinks if she can reach midnight and like, contact him. He'll, like, swing over and rescue her. And I'm like, you don't want you! And, like,
1: right before he leaves, yeah, he's, like, he, like, kisses her on the cheek. He's like, take care. And she's like, wait, I'm coming with you, right? And he's like, why would you be? Like, he's so dismissive of her. He's like, you're so stupid. You don't know shit. He literally calls her dumb. Yeah.
0: Oh, my (laughs) gosh. So, yeah, so then so the, the shot in the face happens right before her father gets taken down right which just also sort of like everything happens really quickly in this book
1: yeah yeah the father gets taken down and he goes to jail and the mom and them are trying to figure out what's going on and then she knows something like it's bad when the housekeeper leaves yeah and then uh the fbi comes and they take
0: everything and they take everything
1: they take everything
0: (laughs) everything she walks out with like the clothes on her back
1: Yeah, Santiago
0: did not protect his assets at all. (laughs) Bad financial moves, Santiago. Isn't that like the whole point of money laundering? He just didn't launder it well enough, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I feel like
1: he went and paid for his house in
0: singles. (laughs) You're probably in a just a giant bag with a dollar sign on it. I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. So they take everything, and then the girls, the younger sisters, are taken up by the state, and you don't hear, see, or hear from them until like the very end of the book. Like they are like the gone. last page they show back up, and Winter does not seem concerned about them. Yeah, yeah. So this is all first person, and then the mother goes off the rails real quick.
1: <laughs> real quick. She's like, oh, I can't go to the salon no more. I guess I should become a crackhead then. <laughs> it's like, whoa.
0: I feel like her story is really tragic.
1: It is. Like, there's something about a wig. Like, the sister stole the wig or something. So she cut all her hair off, and Winter sees her on the train. And she's like, I don't know you.
0: That was so cold. It was she got- so
1: cold. And she's like, oh, I can see your nasty head scar from where you got shot. Oh
0: my gosh. Is it so? It's like, that's your mom, Winter. <laughs> It's like, do you care about even you know, when she cares about her dad, but only in the way that like she res she cares about how her dad hustle yeah to make all this stuff. Yeah. She doesn't really care about him. No. Yeah. What I liked, um sorry I didn't mean to keep cutting you off. That's okay. There's <laughs> just so much what I also liked is um so wait, so at this point, I'm trying to just go through the plot.
1: Yeah.
0: Um what i loved was she is supposed to be she's a minor she's 17 she's supposed to be in a group home but they lie to like somebody and pretend to be and make her pretend to be a family friend so children protective services can't find her for a few days (laughs) so she is out she has maybe what fifteen hundred dollars to her name
1: yeah
0: and she goes shopping (laughs) and that doesn't she rent
1: a limo too and she rents a limo
0: and that pissed me off so much i'm like you don't have any money But it's like if you I
1: I kind of still got where she was at at this point, because she's kind of like, OK, I have to like when her mom has taken her to the salon and she's like, you kind of have to look the part to make people think that you're still in power. So I think that she's still kind of in that mindset, like, well, if I if I still have the clothes, if I show up in a limo, like part of it is like, well, I'm just going to stunt on my friends. But another part, I think she's like. I might still have this sway over people or people might still respect me if they think that I still have what I had, but it's like the, just the very real and maybe it's just like a result of her being so sheltered and growing up like with such an emphasis on appearance that she doesn't know like, okay, yeah, you spend that $1,500 that, that shit's gone winter. <laughs> <laughs> like you can take, you can take one limo ride and then the next time when they see you hopping off the bus, they're going to know you don't have any money.
0: Well, yeah. And at one point, like, she's trying to hide that her father got arrested. And Midnight's like, you idiot. It's on the front page of the newspaper.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, like, throws a newspaper in her face.
0: <laughs> she's so dumb. But yeah. She is oh extremely dumb. Oh, my gosh. I just feel like there's so... so We don't have to stick with the plot. I'm just trying to organize it all.
1: No, I think because... it's trying to stick with the plot because it's very, like, this happens, this happens, this happens.
0: Yeah. And so, but that's what, because at this point, she thinks, her father tells her that Midnight has access to like $50,000 somewhere. Right. So she thinks that she could just get that $50,000. It's really cute slash hilarious that she thinks Midnight would be willing to, she thinks she can like rope Midnight in and they will be business partners <laughs> and she can invest it somewhere. It's like, child, no. It's like, girl. <laughs> oh Use a mess. <laughs> And so she thinks she can still get that money and invest it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no. So she's spending money like she has it to Bird. And then I think, I'm getting all my things. She stays with her aunt for a while. And her aunt steals from her.
1: Yeah. And then she leaves there and she ends up at, what was it, the House of Success?
0: Oh, she doesn't leave there. She gets reported out by Natalie. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. So let's talk about her friends. (laughs) She has terrible friends. Like uh, She runs with this crew, and she's used to being, like, the queen bee. And then when she goes to the suburbs, she sort of, I guess, gets dethroned, I guess? Yeah, Not they're really. kind of like,
1: yeah, they, like, they it's kind of like on. out of sight, out of mind. Like, the friends kind of move in, and they're like, oh, she's going with your man now. And, you know, she's kind of out of the, the everyday picture, yeah. so she doesn't have as much, um... Sway over people and they kind of move in on her.
0: Yeah. And so she goes out with one of her friends, specifically Natalie. And so while she's out with Natalie, she gets super jealous of Natalie. Mm -hmm. Because Natalie has this rich boyfriend who's also gross. All the men are kind of gross. Mm
1: -hmm. Except for midnight. Beautiful, perfect midnight.
0: (laughs) Uh, And Santiago, in a way, I feel like despite his, like, drug dealing,
1: (laughs) he doesn't seem... Even though he knew, and I, I, I'm i going to keep going back to this because this is the most insane part of the book. Even though he knew people were coming to kill him, went out to take his wife to test drive cars.
0: And that, Midnight does say that was his like flaw. He's like, that was his downfall. <laughs> Midnight has some backward thoughts about women, let's say that. He, he said that, that was Santiago's flaw. He's like, he let some emotional woman, like... W- like guilt him into getting her guilt her him into getting her a gift and look what happened.
1: Yeah, but it's like Minette is presented as like just like the truth speaker and everything he says is correct, but he does have a lot of like ideas that I'm kind of like, huh.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I it's just it's just a mess. So, so Natalie, ha- yeah, Natalie has this boyfriend and like she gets jealous, so she decides she's gonna move in. And, like, take her. And this, this heats Natalie up. And so they sort of start beefing then. And so mm-hmm. she, in retaliation to what Winter did, Winter went out with Will, I think his name was. He's the only one who had, like, a name, Will. Yeah. <laughs> she goes out with Will and what's not. And um, she, in retaliation, Natalie calls Child Protective Services on her and says, <clears throat> and reports where she is. And the aunt is, like, just glad to get rid of her. Right. So she just lets the authorities in and said, You gotta go. <laughs> I John- would probably say that too. I'd be like, Wait till You got to go. She's the worst character. Like, she was so bad. That's why I couldn't. Like, it was a lot of relief when I realized I'm supposed to hate her. Uh-huh. But she was still so bad that I was like, I don't know if I can read the rest of this book.
1: <laughs> and that's like, pay- that's like page 100 of like a 500 page
0: <laughs> Do you have the addition with, all- with the interviews?
1: With the In energy. the
0: essays, I oh have one yes, that... <laughs> I do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Sister Soldier, I didn't need all this. The I didn't character touch analysis. That part. Yes, I didn't touch it. I didn't read. Yeah, it. I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your work has to stand on its own. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's just. This is a side thing, but um, I keep thinking about how shallow winter is, and like mm-hmm. every time she describes her clothes and her hair, I'm like. This book was published in 1999, (laughs) and apparently it takes place in 1993,
1: Yeah, and you can feel it. Yeah, you can feel it. It You definitely can.
0: Everything she says is just so dated.
1: Yeah, like there's there's a lot of talk about beepers (laughs) and coach purses and calling
0: cards. French buns. French buns they call blunt slaw. I haven't heard that in who knows how long so it was biting someone's style like, yep yeah. if you want to go back to the 90s I feel like this and fly girl if you want to go back Uh-oh. did you ever read that one uh uh-uh, uh but I've heard oh, of I'm, it she's, the girl in fly girl is not as bad as winter like uh-huh. I guess she's not a full blown sociopath but she is shallow and into appearances Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh,
1: there's a lot of, like, brand names in the
0: book. I had to look up some of them. I am not that <laughs> I am not that hip. Oh, man. Uh, I just can't get over how bad Winter is. So then, I feel like we're going, we're flying through this plot, but I'm sure we'll have plenty to say yeah, after. Yeah, after. So then she goes and stays at the group home because she, she gets ratted out by Natalie, mm-hmm. and she hates everyone at the group home. She can, like... <laughs> But the only reason she hates anybody is because of how they look. Yeah, she has very detailed
1: and specific like um uh descriptions of what they're wearing and almost nothing else about them.
0: Like, I think out of all of them, so there's Claudette, who uh-huh. we learn is from Haiti. Uh-huh. And apparently she wears like whack brightly colored clothes. Yeah. The, that uh the hat cannot... with a big
1: flower on it.
0: Yeah, with a big flower. <laughs> And apparently, she uses a lot of like grease and Vaseline.
1: Okay, that was actually kind of funny, though. Which <laughs> <laughs> she said that she had the super saturated Jerry curl that met with the Vaseline on her forehead.
0: I will say, I got a clear picture of what this child looked like.
1: I and I will give I will give her credit. We were talking about comparing this to um uh this could be us, but you play, but you play and the descriptions in this book were extremely vivid. Like whenever she yeah. described someone, I got like a very clear image of what that person looked like, what that person talked like, what that person smelled like.
0: Yeah, usually because because uh, Witcher was, Witcher was judging was them,
1: saying <laughs> very harshly. But she was she was um, uh, uh, observant. <laughs>
0: yeah If
1: dismissive
0: because so she's, she's i feel like she's the kind of girl who feels like she's got to like scope a room out so she yeah. has to know who could be a threat and so like she seizes the room and so she sees like claudette there's another girl named lachey who she describes as a size 16 but has no problem trying to fit a size 11
1: yeah she says she, she has a cute but chubby but cute chubby but cute yeah. face
0: yeah but she just wears as long as she's got a perfect hourglass, though, she's going to try and wear the clothes she doesn't think she needs to be wearing. She said she wears a halter top that should be a crime.
1: <laughs> I was like, that's cruel, Winter.
0: She's, she's not a nice lady, I think. Not a nice girl. And then the last one is Rashida, uh-huh. who is very plain and, like, sounds like she reads a lot. Yeah. And also apparently just wears her hair in a ponytail and Winter cannot stand it. <laughs> <laughs> this is really Yeah, she'd be her. like,
1: she'd be cute if she took, if she, uh, what did she say? She has a cute little figure, but she hides it. It's like, yeah. Winter, maybe not everybody is out here chasing the dick like you are. Maybe and the this book girl, girl just wants that. to read.
0: Rashida says that. She's like, I'm not like you or Claudette. I'm not out here trying to get some man to look at me. Right.
1: And Winter's Cause like, Im- huh?
0: Because <laughs> it's implied that uh, she's a victim of sexual assault. Because she yeah. said, I guess I'm a virgin and that I never voluntarily had sex. Yeah, which is tragic. Sad, yeah. So she's surrounded by these girls. It would have been interesting to see her interact with, like, normal... Like, see her interact with those regular girls girls a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Because she... But no, she already... She gets up a hustle quick.
1: Very quick.
0: Yeah. So she has her friend on the outside, Simone. Uh Uh-huh. Who steals things. And then she turns around and sells them. Yeah. And when Simone eventually gets arrested... She so just leaves her in jail.
1: Pregnant. Then she gets arrested.
0: She was pregnant the whole time. True. But yeah. she's like,
1: and she calls, because she calls Winter, she's like, Winter, haha, I got locked up, you know, take the money and bail me out. And Winter's like, who is this? <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, and she's like, it's me, I've been helping you. And Winter's like, not ringing a bell. And she's like, does it? don't you have money for the baby? And she's like, but that's the, that's the money I need to birth the baby.
0: And maybe get a lawyer. Damn. And maybe get
1: a lawyer so I can keep my baby. And she's like, girl, I'm, I'll help you get this money back in like three days once I'm gone. And is like, I don't know, it sounds risky.
0: And then she straight up, like she describes how she presses her finger on the receiver to end the call. <laughs> and then when Simone calls back, she has the security guard say, Simone, Winter is gone. Winter is cold.
1: Winter is, well, it's coldest winter ever.
0: Yeah. Very. <laughs> I love it. I was trying to figure out, like, is this a nature, like, nurture versus nurture? Do you think? Because, like, her parents—I don't know—her parents seem to love her. That's if she I'm seemed seeing. to love her sisters. Why is she so? Winter is a sociopath.
1: I mean, That's I exactly it. what I was saying at the beginning when I was talking about her mom. Like, her mom seemed to love her. Santiago seemed to love her. Her sisters seemed to love her. Midnight you know, seemed to want to keep her safe. Winter was crazy. Winter could not form connections with people.
0: She, I didn't get full on, like, there's something wrong with this chick, but I didn't know if it was, like, a nurture, like, these are the streets, this is what the streets does to you.
1: Possibly, or if it's just, like,
0: I think, no, she's just a bad person. I
1: think probably that's what Sister Soldier was going for, like, okay, the hood kind of makes she, like, having that mentality makes, she, I'm trying to, like, you know, Uh, get into the 90s mindset like you gotta break out of this mentality chasing after paper and man is gonna do this to you but like reading it here in 2018 as a grown ass (laughs) lady I'm like there is something wrong with winter there's something (laughs) wrong with this girl it is a chemical imbalance something's wrong like when they were doing all those tests at her at the house of success it's like they should have caught that
0: I'm mad like she kept lying to the psychiatrist. And like
1: She was like, I on. get a rash when I'm around more than two people. <laughs> it's like, winter,
0: wrong with you? I was mad at the psychiatrist. Like, come on, guy, or whoever you are. You, you didn't catch up on this.
1: Right. Or the poor social worker. And she comes in, she's like, she got her pantsuit from JCPenney. It's like, winter, relax. These people are trying to help you.
0: I had chipped nail polish on my toes. You know, I had to go take it off because I felt so <laughs> I
1: reading just, this book. I had just, I had just redone one of my nails, one of them because I was scrubbing. Okay, I'll get bougie. I was scrubbing my copper pots, you know, with a thing, trying to get some shine on and a little bit of my nail like just got pushed up. And I was like, let me just paint right over this instead of taking it off. I read that line. I was like, damn. It was like something about, oh, you know, she doesn't take the time to take her nail polish off. She just redoes it. I was like, damn,
0: you got me. Yeah, she's so, like, we keep going back to this, but, like, it's astounding. She's so shallow. (laughs) Like, at one point, so at one point, she moves in. with She leaves the group home because Simone's got it for her now. (laughs) They've got girls waiting outside the home. So Rashida does her a solid and hooks her up with Sister Soldier, which I don't know how I feel about her being... (laughs) In the book.
1: Let's but talk goes, about that. Because she's she shows up kind of early. Like, Winter keeps hearing her on the radio. She keeps turning yes. her off.
0: <laughs> yes. Which I thought was hilarious. And I was like, is she doing this? Is she, is she self-inserting herself in her book? She At first I thought she'd just be a background. I thought that thing.
1: too. Because like, I kind of forgot. Just,
0: <laughs> like, she'd just be on the radio. Maybe they'd go to a, a lecture or she'd see a poster. No, she is a full-on character, mm-hmm. and she crashes at Sister Soldier's house, and she tries to steal from her. <laughs> and now I'm like, is her sister real? I don't know. Because one of the characters, is Sister Soldier's sister named Lauren. Yeah, we should have done research. I would Google this. And um, and it's like, she when she writes about herself, it's kind of funny because it's like. Could you imagine writing your like book description? Yeah, like novel and like your novel <laughs> book's description about yourself, and from the point of view of a character who hated you. <laughs> exactly. So, um, if you type in "sister soldier sister," <laughs> not surprisingly, you do not get much. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know. So, I don't think she has a sister. I think that character's made up. Probably. But um, I just don't get like that's so weird i could never i'd be so i'd, I'd be like embarrassment. yes that's the word for it like I, i'd be I'd like th- okay what am i doing now um i looked at the, like why do you think she felt the need to put herself in there i guess oh she told me I, she didn't tell me i sound really crazy right now I was she like, did tell me did you call her I was like skimming through the essays in the back of the book uh-huh. and she does say at one point she like she felt it was wrong to drop a reader into like Winter's world without some sort of guidance. And so like she's like she wanted to be there to sort of be like a guide through all like to be a voice of like I guess morality or something but you could have made up a character.
1: Yeah, she could have made up like you know like cousin auntie soldier like it could have been the exact same character. but did it need to be her i don't know it was
0: really it was really weird i was looking at the goodreads and a lot of people that's why they knocked it down oh really yeah one person called her narcissistic i was like that's a little harsh Uh, yeah i don't
1: think she was narcissistic like i could see her you know writing this and putting it like in a young girl's hand not a winter not someone with like Rear psychiatric issues. Right, but a girl who's kind of like, I don't know, I'm making some bad decisions. I don't really know where to go. A sister soldier, like, because I don't think she's a bad person. I know that she's had, like, controversy or whatever, but I think she really does have, like, you know, the best interest of the kids at heart and saying, hey, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that, and you just hear blah, 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 this old lady's telling me whatever, blah, blah, blah. I can see her sitting down and be like, well, I'm going to write this book, put enough sex in it, to keep them interested I'm gonna have a character they can relate to and I'm gonna put that in their hand and I'm gonna insert myself because this is like what I've been doing like I can see that being the impetus of her showing up in this book now maybe it doesn't need to be her exactly but I think that the character was good
0: yeah but and I feel like she probably had the best of intentions. oh yeah I mean she puts
1: her phone number in the back of the book and I bet if you called at the time, like, she would pick up. Because it just seemed like she, it just, it it seemed like, like, YA in the sense of it's trying to teach you not to be like this girl. Like, yeah. it's bludgeoning you, bludgeoning you over the head with this message.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and I guess if she was aiming it for you, I could see, like, you don't, you do want to be some, you do want some kind of, like, compass there to say, no, despite how it's portrayed in this book, because this sort of, in some ways, kind of glamorized until the very end. Yeah, it's like that's not how you. You don't want to be like this. So sorry, I got distracted. Somebody, I wish somebody a happy Founders Day on Facebook, and they replied back with Happy Founders Day, Soror, and now I'm like, I'm not like. Was, should I not have said that? I don't know what to do. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Neither of us were in sororities. I'm right not here. Greek. <laughs> And I don't know what to say back. I was like, I just thought you could say that to people, even if you weren't. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll ignore that. Um, sorry, that's an aside. I'll probably cut this out. But um, but yeah. So I don't. That's the. I mean, I guess I don't mind it. It's just weird.
1: Yeah, it's just it's unusual.
0: So, um, this book felt super nineties. When did you get to the um the part where she's got to speak in front of the room full of. HIV, um, oh patients, yeah, HIV positive women, and they have that bathroom freak out. Yeah, and it's like, are y'all okay? It's fine, just go in there. Yeah. I also, this is gonna sound super rude. I didn't find her speech that inspiring. No, but maybe because I did, because I didn't need it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were definitely like some parts, like, which uh, her uh, is like wildly homophobic. <laughs> she
0: is, <laughs> even though she claims she's not
1: and i don't know if like those views are really challenged in the book and then um that doesn't she steal from that fundraiser
0: yes yeah so they have a, well she attempts to well so this is what it, happens yeah. they go shopping and lauren who is sister soldier's sister <laughs> sticks close and like because when she gets peeved when she buys the same red coach bag that she uh-huh. does so I think, um, so she goes there and she steals the money and she puts it in the red bag. And when she, she means to skip out because she has no problem leaving all of her stuff and just going. Yeah. So she skips out with just the red coach bag. So when she goes to try and get a hotel room with the money she's stolen, she opens the bag up and finds nothing but like makeup and like stuff that's not hers. So Lauren, had switched... <laughs> Lauren had switched the bag. Yeah. So, so yeah, she attempts to steal from the, from um, Sister Soldier, Right. But Lauren, who is described as a trickster, <laughs> I guess that was our foreshadowing, who is described as a trickster, I guess it's on to her because Lauren is cool like Winter. She's not sociopathic right. like Winter.
1: Yeah. She doesn't want to see harm come to her sister.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because, well, and she's not as like, like, I think because... Winter connects with Lauren because, like, they both, like, talking about men. Yeah. It was, like, fashion. But, like, Lauren is nowhere near as crazy, yeah. I think, as Winter yeah, is. Yeah, because then Winter,
1: so she... like, oh, I guess I brought that up to say, like, I wasn't as inspired by the speech because she tried to steal all the money. But um, then Winter, like, assaults and robs a woman at the hotel. Like, she hits her in the head with, like, a bunch of rocks and a sock
0: also very 90s
1: yeah and then she does not think about it anymore she's just like yeah i just mm, whatever
0: yeah (laughs) and so it's just this is where i think we both get fuzzy because we were like what happened i know (laughs) because because then after that she's like on her own and she has to hook up with slick kid which is the worst street name ever But it's better. No, Bullet. Bullet. She has to hook up with Bullet. Also, the worst worst street name ever. Slit Kid was Uh Natalie. I forgot. Earlier. This is. Yeah. She's with Bullet. And so she hooks up with Bullet because he has money. Because that's all she cares about. At one point, Lauren asked her, like, rank what you want in a man. And it's. Ooh, I got to fight. I think I marked it because it was like the worst thing ever. It was like money, car, clothes, (laughs) apartment. I remember even on her list of, like, priorities, she had, like, cleanliness, like, things
1: down. yeah. Yeah, I do remember that part now.
0: And I was like, come on. Come on. Come on, Winter. Get it together. It's like, get it together, together."
1: Winter. Want more for yourself, Winter.
0: It was just, like, I knew, because she asked her right off, like, what do you want from a man? Money? Like, that's the first thing she says. Um, and so, I don't remember where I was going with this. Um, but that's why she hooks up with that's Bullet, because she wants a man who has money and a nice ride who can, like, give her cute clothes, even if he's, like, a trash person. Yeah. And then, so she winds up pregnant. She does. But it's not Bullet. Right. It's not other guys. Ugh. It's this MC, this guy who pretended to be a, <laughs> <laughs> a rapper. Like, how you gotta
1: sleep with someone pretending to be a rapper? Like, that's so easy to find
0: out. Yeah. And so she goes and gets an abortion. And Molly commented that, like, it didn't sound right.
1: Yeah, like, she goes and, um, uh, like, the people she's talking to are the way to grow the girl's like, this is my fifth abortion. I got the abortion credit card. I was like, that's not how that works.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this, I have to remind, that's why I remember this was, like, in the early 90s, because she's really impressed when she sees people have credit cards. (laughs) If she had gone to college, she could have gotten 15 million credit cards, racked up a bunch of debt. Right. So, and then after that, so they're riding around the street, and Simone finds her again. Yeah,
1: Simone finds her,
0: finally. And they <laughs> and they start fighting in the street. <laughs> and while they're fighting, she pulls out, I guess, a blade, and she slashes her across the face. And I remember this because for someone who cares about her beauty so much, I feel like that should have made a bigger Deal. Yeah,
1: like she kind of talks about it later, like at the at the mom's funeral, and Santiago's like looking at her. He's like, "You're still beautiful." And she's like, "I know I got this big scar on my face, so are you lying." <laughs> it's like, you even hate yourself, Soldier. Uh, not soldier, you even hate yourself, Winter. <laughs> and maybe that's the point Soldier was trying to make.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, and what's funny is at some point Bullet puts her in the car the police are coming, pull it, puts her in the car and they drive down the block. And then at one point he stops the car, <laughs> gets out and just walks away <laughs> and leaves her in the car. And so, and, and then the book ends with her at her mother's funeral. Oh, but she, she's got, she goes to prison. Yeah. She's in, she's got a 15 year mandatory. Sentence. Yeah. She serves seven years of it. She, she's like, she's talking about how like, Oh, this is the excitement of my life now is getting taken out to a cemetery yeah. Cause, and then she sees her sister. Yeah, and her sister's looking sharp, like how she is. Yeah, to.
1: and she's like, "Who is that?" It's like, "It's me, Portia." And she's like, "Whoa!" And <laughs> then she, but like Winter's just very like nonchalant about everything. Like the mom dies, she sees her dad in prison. Her two little sisters don't even like know who she is or talks to her. She sees the other sister pull up, and she knows like she's, you know, living that lifestyle. And the whole time Winter's just like, "Well." Do you have any other thoughts about this winter? She's just like, yep.
0: Well, she like implies that she wants to sort of warn her sister, but she's like, I know she won't listen. So she doesn't say anything.
1: Does she say she won't listen or does she say she doesn't get in other people's business?
0: I thought it was sort of (laughs) both. Like if she's not going to listen to me, I'm not going to bother. Because there's this repeated, yeah, there's this repeated thread in the story where it's like, One of the reasons she doesn't go to see her younger sisters is because she doesn't have anything to help them. She's like, well, what's the point of me going over there and them getting excited and saying, like, take us home, take us home when she can't do anything for them? So she's like, I'm not going to go visit them if I can't do anything for them. So I think it's kind of like, well, she won't listen to me. I can't make her do anything. So why
1: And I kind of thought it more like she was like, well, it's not really my business. Like, again, that like just deep apathy that Winter seemed to have for every single person who wasn't herself. Like, oh, well, she might end up where I was, but, you know, it happens.
0: Yeah. So, and it's like, it could have since on. The, apparently, there's a sequel with Portia. Yeah,
1: and I think a prequel with Midnight.
0: I would read the prequel. That sounds interesting. Yeah.
1: And I guess, like, because Midnight shows back up with the two youngest daughters, the twins, uh, Alexis and. Mercedes, I think? Mercedes. They're all, they're all named, named after, cars. after cars except for winter, because it was winter. Um, but, and they're kind of like, you know, very standoffish. They're not talking a lot. And so then Portia comes up to her and she's like, yeah, they're super religious now. They're kind of bougie. They're not really. So I was like, what happened there? Like, wait, what? But yeah. I I mean, on the one hand, you want to say like, hey, maybe they should have a relationship with their father and their sister. But on the other hand, you're kind of like, well, maybe not. (laughs)
0: Because they seem kind of nuts. So it is just, it's kind of sad that like, and I think she touches on this, like you can see the cycle.
1: And I was trying to see, Uh because I hate cliffhangers. And so I was kind of reading about like the sequels and stuff. And I guess Portia's like situation isn't exactly like Winter's. Like that's what I got from the the synopsis that I read, but I'm not a hundred percent sure, so I can't I can't really tell. So it kind of makes this ending seem a little bit weird, if you know it's supposed to be like oh the cycle continues like. Portia's going to get in trouble and all this stuff. And then you read the next book and it turns out like Portia's everything Winter was in and she's actually succeeding in life. But again, I don't Oh, is she? <laughs> again, I'm not 100% I would love sure. That. But I think it's like not exactly what it, I think like what Winter sees as a cycle going on at the end of this book is not what the sequel is about. Got like it. it's like they're just different characters or different types of people.
0: There are repeated notes, I went back to check that post, repeated notes about everyone saying how, like, yeah, we're probably too old to be reading this book. This is a book, apparently, you should have read it in high school. Everyone's like, I read it again, and it was Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I totally agree. Like, when I read it at 18, like I said, I was very much like, like, I knew it was kind of like, okay, huh. But at the same time, I was like, oh, wow, look at all this drama. Uh, (laughs) Oh, And again, like there is sex in the books, so I was like, "Oh my, you know, get my fan." Oh my god. Um, but as an adult, I'm just like,
0: hmm, a mess, just, just messy. Mess. And so, uh, so what? Do we, like, I still think, like, I still don't think I'll ever be an urban lit fan, uh-huh. but I am glad to see that. Like, I felt really bougie after hating on this. <laughs> so you play. Let me tell you. But I think that was just a bad book in yeah. any genre. And I am glad to see that, like, she wrote a, like, I, this is going to sound really kind of, <laughs> whatever, I'm going to own it. <laughs> she, like, there's a well-written book, like, she's out here writing well-written books that deal with these topics and isn't using that as an excuse to just, like, not. That's like, true, know, like, not like to have any of,
1: polish to it. Just be like, well, I can just yeah out whatever because the people who are reading don't care and it's like
0: yeah like uh, some thought was put into it yeah
1: yeah and i think it was good too like it 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 did have like all those kind of classic themes that we've been seeing with urban lit but it didn't feel like mm -hmm. exploitative like it wasn't like oh i was raped by my father and my mother and i are pregnant at the same time it's and it's like wow that's a lot going on in that story like this did have (laughs) like you know, sexual abuse, uh, domestic violence, drug use, like, Winter went through a lot of bullshit. And even though, like, Winter as a character seemed, like, just awful, like, it did kind of show you, like, the systematic issues and, you know, it had these kind of ideas and it was being thoughtful about them and not just saying, wow, this is just going to make a juicy story. So...
0: Yeah. She used those, like, subjects and things... To tell, yeah. make the point, not just to, like, sort of Exactly. Because what was the worst? I think the worst I found was, like, pregnant by my mom's rapist. And I was like, That's, That's exactly what I was – It's like, and it's just like,
1: wow. No good what? is coming out of that. No good. You're <laughs> not going to have any nuance to this story at all. <laughs>
0: no good is coming out of that. I don't even need to read it to know. And I don't know how, you ha- how the hell you dare to have a part two of that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I feel like – and they say this is, like, the grandmother – of all urban lick. And I feel like people just sort of copied it and maybe didn't have the same thoughtfulness.
1: I could see that. And and the same writing skill. Like yeah. it is well written. Yeah. And I would say that Winter has an extremely strong voice.
0: Oh yes she does. Like, That's why I hate her so much.
1: <laughs> I think because even when you when she's talking about Sister Soldier or listening to her on the radio, they seem like two Different and distinct people. Like the way she's talking about Sister Soldier makes it seem like she's never met this woman before in her life, <laughs> and you kind of have to think like, "Oh, this is, this is Soldier writing about herself from like a perspective of, you know, this girl that she brought up and breathed life into because she just was. I don't know. She's. I thought. I thought she was just a very strong character. If you are supposed to just hate her. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, and so I really respect, like, the skill and the thought behind it. That's what I think was missing in the other one, and that's why I felt yeah. so angry, like, I that they had the nerve to try $10 for that. <laughs> so that's where it was, because I felt super bougie, and I don't like feeling bougie sometimes, unless I, like...
1: Unless you are actively trying to be bougie. Yes,
0: I don't want to be, like, yeah. I guess elitist, because then you're just elitist, and I don't want to seem like True. elitist. And, like, yeah. people should read what they want to read. But I remember reading that and I was like, this is what's so popular. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. So I could see that. I read um. there's another one that's like really well known, like Black Girl Lost or Brown Girl Lost. It's one of those. I read that one. And even that one like had a good writing behind it. So I think it's just yeah. like this current day, whoever's pushing out all these cheap titles.
1: Yeah. Like this quick lit. It's like, yeah. put it in, put it out. Put it up. If you make money off of it, you make money. If not, you didn't invest too much in it. Yeah. And it's kinda of like maybe like coming out of like the whole fanfic, online writing, all this stuff. It's like that tends not to be very
0: edited. Um But at least they don't charge you for it.
1: True. True. <laughs> so it's
0: like I can't be mad,
1: you know, at the hustle. It's like if you're gonna spend money on it, go, you know. I bought the second one. I still haven't finished it. But that's ten bucks <laughs> they got for me.
0: You do that. I think they kept my $2, but I deleted it from my Kindle. I couldn't return it. I kept it too long to return, and I did not buy any more. And I made sure yeah. I went and edited my recommendation so it wouldn't pop up. Um, I remember reading. I wanted to bring this up because I wanted your thoughts. Uh-huh. There was this book and I, or this article I read. I had to find it again. Um, and she was sort of talking about how it was a black author saying how she did not like how publishers sort of shoved anything that was written by African Americans under the same. And I run into this on Amazon. I complained about it anything written Mm -hmm. by African-American authors under the same sort of like just African-American fiction. And so even if you're writing street fic, if you're writing literary fiction, if you're writing fan fiction, it all gets shoved under this title. And she sort of resented it as a fiction writer. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. She sort of resented it as a fiction writer because she was sort of quote unquote aspiring to do more. So Mm -hmm. I was wondering what your thoughts on that were. I do think like, I hate when you go to Amazon, if you search African-American fiction, if it just has a black person in it, it gets shoved in the same category, regardless yeah. of genre.
1: Yeah. I mean, I want to, like, you know, acknowledge maybe the bouginess of that statement. Like, I want to do more. Yeah. Because it's like, I I personally would love to sell as many copies as I'm sure the coldest winter ever has sold. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be fantastic for me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I can understand why it's like, hey, You know, we spent all of last year doing genre, Mm -hmm. and, um, like, it's, if you put everything in one section, it's kind of, like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, we don't get afforded the same nuance that white writers do. Exactly. Because it's kind of, like, those are, that's for the blacks. And it's kind (laughs) of, like, well, something like, um, you know, Coldest Winter Ever is very different from... um, sing on buried uh, sing sing on buried sing or um uh, uh, the kindred graphic novel we read or um the romances uh, the romances or the sci-fi it's like there's there's a lot going on or the poetry it's like there are a lot of different um writers black writers black female writers out there doing a lot of different things but to say like this is this is black lit and it's over here
0: mm-hmm.
1: and saying that's enough. We yeah. don't have to think about it any more than hey, here's black lit over here. Here's a little bitty section in the in the bookstore. Um and the rest of the writers are over here. It doesn't get to the nuance or the innovation or even like the controversial things that black women are doing as writers and I think that that's a shame.
0: Yeah. And so I don't think she resents because I think I don't think she resent I mean I can't speak for her. I'll say this I don't resent people reading or writing urban fiction but I do get really annoyed I know I don't want to read it so if I go mm-hmm. African American fiction and that's all you show I know that's not the only thing people are writing like yeah. make it easier for me to find the stuff and I'll give you money like that's really especially with Amazon that's my big deal with Amazon it's like I want to give you money you're making it so hard for me to, yeah. for me to do that so yeah.
1: I guess it's kind of well To an extent, like the indexing thing, it kind of makes me think of like that whole Shea Moisture (laughs) (laughs) controversy where they're like, well, we don't want to be in the ethnic hair section. We want to be in the regular hair section. And it's like, you know, on one hand, it's like, well, but you are black hair care. Like that's how you started. Yeah. It's like, so now you're too good for this section. And then it's like, well, okay, but then why does all our stuff have to be in this section? But at the same time, it's very easy for me to find that section in the store and see the new products because they're right there. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for how how to do this, but I think that just putting everyone in one category and saying, hey, all you guys are doing is this Urban Lit, or all you guys are doing is sing unburied sing like that's not that's not the right answer because there's so much in between that i think kind of gets lost lost in the shuffle
0: yeah i agree so it sort of feels like this is shifting just on business it sort of feels like uh-huh. urban fic has really like been revitalized by like Kindle and e-readers yeah because it's like everywhere now like if you go to the bookstore you don't see it a lot but if you go online and like look at the e-reader stuff it's there's tons of it and it's getting published and I think that's kind
1: of the fun of it because it's like you know like you probably read like books and it was like stapled together or somebody's mom (laughs) got it from somebody and they were selling it out of the trunk of their car and you read it and it was fun it was like passed around so I think it's that same kind of you know self-starter because as we know black women are what is it the biggest entrepreneurial category in the U.S. or whatever It's like, it's that same spirit of like, okay, well, we're being shut out of here. We're being shut out of there. I'm going to do for my own. I'm going to publish. I'm going to self-publish. I'm going to send that shit to Kindle. I'm going to get my 99 cents and get you $10 on the sequel because you're going to have to know what happened. So I think it's great. And I do, I do agree that it's, it's, I think it's manifest out of that, like, you know, hand to hand sale, just a, a digital, a digitalized version of that.
0: Yeah, and I will say I like how it's like kind of a great equalizer. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think. Do we have any other thoughts about just winter's crazy? Just yeah,
1: winter. I just I just wish that she had spent a little more time in the house of success getting evaluated. <laughs> she,
0: she 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 oh she needed somebody. She just I can't. I hated that character. But she had so
1: many. So many people trying to help
0: her. She did. And she didn't appreciate it. She did it. And then she ended up. Because they weren't wearing the right shoes. Or they had whack right. hair. Right. I like loved how she got like personally offended when she saw someone wearing like ugly shoes. Right. Like she took that as an affront. Right.
1: <laughs> and you know what, Winter? Maybe some of us don't always have the time to redo all of our nails.
0: Exactly. Um uh... <laughs> I don't know, maybe I don't hang around with that crowd, but I feel like that that feels very 90s, like designer shoes and like I think I feel so. like we've sort of gotten away from like the designer stuff. Because yeah, we all got like,
1: broke. Right? Like <laughs> just being very into labels. I think yeah. it was probably when I was younger, it was very much like the thing, like, oh, I have this, oh I have that. Like you still see it sometimes. Um I don't know. I think it's starting to creep back with kind of this like, uh, Loyalty to corporations and like, oh, haha, moon pies, you're owning people on Twitter.
0: Yeah, but that's and... cheap. I can afford moon pies.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I i don't know if it's like gone away or just. You I think know, it looks less... different now.
0: Yeah. I think it's a lot less subtle. So it's like, maybe you don't get the shoe that has like the. I never liked the Louis Vuitton print. So maybe you don't have a shoe that has like this tacky, ugly print all over it, but right. it has like red bottoms. And you know what like, right. the red bottoms and you know what it
1: means. Or it's like, you know, with the iPhone, they took off everything on the back and it just says like iPhone in really small print. But, yeah. it, is, like, but it still is an expensive S-Phone.
0: Yeah. And like the Birkin bag, which I think are some of the most plain Jane looking bags I've ever seen. Oh yeah. But they, so maybe it's like sort of the swing bag. Like if you have money and you flaunt, maybe that makes you look Nouveau Rouge, Nouveau Rouge, whatever. Makes you look like new money if you're running around flashing labels.
1: Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I guess, because you see you know, less frequently like just clothing with the label like really prominent on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
0: I did used to have a Nautica jacket when I was younger, and it had like Nautica right across the back. You were Oh, I
1: had the little, um, I had a couple coach purses, um, when I was young, my mom's very into purses, and she got me, like, a little one to match hers. Oh, It was, so like, cute. one of those little ones that sit under your arm and has coach print all on it. And so she was talking about the coach purse, and I was like, yep.
0: That's so yep. cute. I never liked, I don't know, I just, like, I don't like their, like, I don't like the Louis Vuitton print. And I know that's Uh their thing. I think it's ugly. I think, I don't like the coach print. I don't know. Yeah, I
1: don't like, I'm not, I don't like a whole lot of prints. But now it doesn't matter. Because like you said, everyone is broke and just huddling, waiting for, I don't know, a nuclear apocalypse or something.
0: Speaking of, you hear what happened to Hawaii? Yeah. That was, that's some scary shit. Because you know if that had happened during Obama, everyone would just been like, what? But no, it happened during a time when he's actively like agitating, right? A sociopath with nuclear weapons.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think like a lot, and then I I kind of wonder too. Like, I am still hopeful that you know life will get better, things will be I, on the mend. Like, well maybe in our 40s or so we be telling our kids, like, hey, remember the Great Recession years? But I think, like, really, like, kids are going to be reading and they're going to be looking at, like, these YouTube channels about how to repurpose, like, plastic jugs to, like, fashion hats and stuff to keep the rain out. And it's going to be, like, when we look back at the Great Depression and it was, like, <sighs> stick some twigs in a potato and now you got a new doll. Like, <laughs> some of the things that I see, like, some of these life hacks and stuff, I'm very much like, this scene, this these are hard times and I don't think we
0: <laughs> you broke. <laughs> that's not a life hack. You're just broke. Right.
1: So, uh yeah. when did I see what
0: like they made a sandwich with an iron, I was like, that's not a like we've been doing that. That's like that. Yeah, that's not a life hack. Um so that's our discussion. <laughs> it feels very like it was just so much, but I think yeah. I think at the end of the day, the lesson I would like everyone to go away with is don't be winter.
1: Don't be winter, and I think that that comes through clear, loud and clear. clear. Do don't be like winter.
0: She's not goals.
1: She's not goals. So
0: uh, I don't mind characters you don't hate. Like that's why I like Arrested Development. But I couldn't even. They're unlikable, but I couldn't even. Like this is a whole new level.
1: Yeah. So
0: um,
1: would you recommend this book?
0: I if you like urban fic, I would. I think if you're just interested in urban fic, I would. I don't yeah. know if I'm gonna read it again. Yeah, uh, I kind of don't want anybody under the age of seventeen to
1: read it with <laughs> parental supervision. Right. When like I'm on so the one hand, I want to say like, hey, this is a book that would probably because I read it when I was eighteen, like probably maybe eighteen to twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. Um. Then it it might it might get you, but. Yeah, there's a lot of really graphic sex. Well, I mean, there is, mention. there is sex in it. Yeah. Um, so I would be hesitant. Like, I'm not your mama. I don't have any kids, but I would be hesitant to give this book to a young child, though yeah. they probably pick it up because it's it's a book starring a young girl. So
0: yeah, like sex is mentioned. You never explicitly, and they like refer to sex, but there's never any explicit like. Yeah. This led to that, yeah. That's true. I do, like, one line she says is, like, I only get fucked when I want to. I was like, that's kind of self-empowering. I was looking for something. (laughs) So at least she's, like, she refuses. She has, like, full agency over her body, and she will not let anyone. Sure. Um, So... But yeah, that's how I feel. I will say one girl, I put it in Facebook and she was like, my mother gave this to me when I was 16 and said, read this and don't be like this girl. (laughs) I guess that's one way to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you recommend?
1: Um, I would say if you're interested in urban lit or if you've read a lot of urban lit but haven't read this, I would. If you're looking for like a throwback to the 90s, like when you could buy a plane ticket at the mall. (laughs) You know, if you're feeling nostalgic, but I would say if you read it as a teen and are curious, I would not go back and read it because yeah. I don't think it's going to have the same the same um, resonance.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem to hold up well. Yeah, I will say I do agree what you said about the throwback. Like that is the one thing I did like, like it was so 90s. Yeah, it was so 90s and I kind of enjoyed it. I just wish it was like more fun.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like it Like Vaness been...
0: came out. That was fun. <laughs> By Bruno Mars?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's cute. I know you love Bruno Mars. I'm like, I'm <laughs> what is, what is when you hate and love something at the same time? What is that? In equal measures. That's not apathy, it's ambivalence. I'm ambivalent toward Bruno Mars. <laughs>
0: I like it because he, like, makes the only enjoyable pop music lately. Like, everyone has been really depressing.
1: I'll give you that. Or really
0: irritating. And you can count on Bruno Mars to have, like, a nice, like, pop. Like, I can get up and dance to this. I cut you off before I mentioned Bruno Mars. You were saying something about the 90s. I was going to say I would like
1: to see a book that was, like, 90s, a young black girl. She could even be scamming, but maybe not, you know, with the downfall that Winter would have had. I think that would be a really fun book.
0: That would be really fun. Like, that's what you thought you were getting with another Brooklyn, right? You've been searching uh, for this book yes, for a while.
1: Yes, Yeah, like, just just girls having fun, coming of age, you In know. In the 90s. In the 90s would be fun. Early 2000s would be fun. Like, I'd love it. You know, no one's gonna, you know, get killed or. There's They're... gotta be some,
0: there's gotta be some <coughs> Eric Jerome Dickey that could help probably there has to be
1: probably I should just go out and read um uh what's her name uh how Stella got her groove back or (laughs) you know I I just I want to have fun you know
0: yeah that was a bit too dark for my 2018 (laughs) um but I mean I appreciated that I read it because I don't have as negative a taste in my mouth when I think of urban thick now yeah but I will for always forever hate this could be us when you play (laughs) it's
1: gonna be here your benchmark
0: it's not that hard to be better so um that was it what did you read we Um, haven't talked to each other in a long time so there could be like a whole well you're also sick for like three weeks so what what did you read since we've been since our last episode
1: um so i can't remember if i talked about this or not um, but I finally, finally, finally finished that um, first book of that Stormlight Archive. It's called The Way of Kings. Um, you know, I started off, and I was like, uh, I don't know about this book. And then I ended it like, Oh my God, no! What's happening? Why? Get up, Kaladin! Get up and fight! <laughs> so um, I, I got the second one of that, and I started. Started reading it. Well, I'm listening to them on, on Audible. The first one was like 50 hours. The second one was like 50 hours. So I think I'll be um, in that world for a little bit longer. And then I okay. went to the library and I got like a shit ton of books. Like I got uh, one on like old timey, like American myths and mythology. Like unknown. Oh, fun. Yeah. There's a lot of them are real racist though.
0: <laughs> well, that's also not surprising.
1: Um, and then one about like uh, African American wedding planning and black children's stories of the Harlem Renaissance. And uh, that's fun. Yeah, I was just like walking around and like, I was like, this looks cool. This looks cool. This looks cool. <laughs> and just picking it all up. And when I left, there was like an old dude. And he like, I don't know if he was like trying to look at my boobs, but then he saw all the books. He was like, go home and read them all too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs>
0: was he goofy was goofy working at your library
1: (laughs) he was goofy (laughs) but yeah so that's what i've been leafing through those reading little things here and there It's just been fun
0: um well i have a few i've already started my new i've been working on an article about how i use google drive but i've already set up a new spreadsheet for 2018 so i'm flipping through that um Mm -hmm. i read don't call us dead which was a collection of poetry by Dinez smith it was long-listed for the National Book Award. It was really good. Highly recommend. Oh, yeah. Um, the first one, like, the first poem is, like, this longer, it's more of a longer piece, and it sort of talks about, like, this afterlife where black men who are unjustly killed sort of go, and they have no worries, and it's, like, really sad and heartbreaking, but mm. it's really good. So I recommend the whole collection. Um, I read another YA title. I don't know why. Uh, I need to stop, but this, <laughs> I don't know why. It was there. It was on my YA. You
1: read, you you read it frequently.
0: I, what is it called? I want to ask you, what is it called when you love to hate something? Maybe that's what it is. Cause like <laughs> I read it and then I get mad and I have to complain about it. Cause that's what it is. It was called the gentleman's guide to vice and virtue. It was super popular. All the book tubes are talking about it. It's about this young English Lord who goes on his grand tour, which I guess is like a gap year crossed with a road trip. Yeah. And on the way he like, he steals something he shouldn't. And then he gets caught up in this big, like, intrigue and there are pirates it was doing too much to be perfectly honest but it was okay it was one of the better ways i've read i don't I'm, i say this all the time but like i'm not prioritizing rye anymore um and then i read Alyssa cole has another book coming out in february because mm-hmm. she's some kind of machine she just had one in november yeah and then the follow-up to this one's coming up in the fall of this year <laughs> it's called a princess in theory did you get that one i did Yes, it's super cute. I highly recommend it. Think Cinderella Meets Coming to America. Uh-huh. It's very cute. It's contemporary, so I know you don't like historical. Right. And it's um, it's
1: timely too.
0: <laughs> it's really I read this during my like I'm out of it, like for a few days. It was very cute. There's a prince. He's print I don't know it's it's cute. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it
1: just seems very cute.
0: The story is she is like his betrothed, but her parents fled the country and took it to America, but then they died. So she enters the foster system. So she has no idea she's like his betrothed. And so he comes to find her and it's really sweet. So yeah. that was fun. And then what am I reading besides this? I was reading something else and I totally. Oh, I I have a day to read Little Fires Everywhere <laughs> before I have to take it back <laughs> to the library. I don't think it's gonna work. I think I just have to wait, turn it in, wait, and check it back out again. I also got a whole bunch of cookbooks. Oh. So, but now now I'm afraid of food, though. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I got um, I got like um, Matt what's his name? Mark, I think his name is Mark Brennett. Brennett, he works in the New York Times. He's one of their chefs. And he has a whole bunch of cookbooks. The whole series called How to Blank Everything. So it's like How to Cook yeah. Everything, How to Bake Everything. He has one called The Food Matrix. Oh. And it's kind of neat. So it's like he takes like a a food item like uh what's it like chicken wings and he has this matrix on how you can mix and match ingredients to make them taste different ways. Huh. So that's kinda neat. No, that's so cool. I'd recommend that. Did you get um, um
1: is it Food Lab? Have we talked about that one before? I want
0: Food Lab, oh, but I, I love haven't um, that book. I put it on my like wish list and I keep saying like, Oh, I'll get it, I'll get it and I haven't yet. And I think I think like I get my first like full paycheck in a year Uh and I'm like, I'm going to treat myself and I think I'm going to treat myself. That'll be part of it. Yeah. See
1: if you can get it. It goes, it goes on sale. Like it gets discounted pretty regularly, but it's a really, it's a really good one.
0: Yeah. Cause I'm like, I got this like nice cookbook library going on. Yeah. And it's like, I want to get some more to add to it. So that's pretty much what I wrote out of all of that. I would recommend the book of poems. Mm -hmm. So this, uh, don't call us dead and a princess in theory. Those are two. Those are both good. Yeah, I feel like I'm forgetting something. That's okay. It'll come to me next time. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 2018. I came up with a question and totally forgot to run it past Molly. No, because I was
1: thinking, too, like, when we started, I was like, fuck, we need a question. And I thought of a question, and it was, like, it, it was this question. So <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go ahead and say it?
1: Yeah. What is your 2018 reading resolution?
0: Yeah. So we just want to know. It can be a number. Yeah. It can be a type of books. Goals. Hopes. Dreams. dreams. So yeah, let us know. (laughs) I will have that piece. I wrote this really neat piece. I just have to have it edited about like how I use Google Forms. Oh, yeah. set up my reading log. So we can
1: set it up.
0: Yeah, I love it. So I don't have to be out here like
1: a scrub.
0: (laughs) I love it. That's probably like, that's how I'll forever... Um, Track your reading. Track my books now. And I can put all of them, I can create a new form but have them all feed to the same spreadsheet. So it's great. I think that's it for now. I think we did it. First podcast of the year. Three times to try it, but we got there. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Knock on wood. It's not mine's not saved yet.
1: I've been saving mine throughout.
0: (laughs) Can you save while recording? Yeah. I'm afraid to try. I'll just wait till (laughs) we're done. Because I've never tried and I don't want to be like one hour and 30 minutes into this, I try it and the whole thing.
1: Yeah, the whole thing falls I'll apart. I'll test
0: that some other day. <laughs> um, so we want to say thank you all for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcast. Um, well, I jumped ahead of things. You can find us on Twitter at Black Chick Lit, mm-hmm. or on Instagram at BCLPodcast, or you can visit us at BlackChickLit.com.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to contact at BlackChickLit.com.
0: Yep, and don't forget to, and this is where this is where it goes, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you find quality podcasts that helps other people find us.
1: Yeah, and finally, we'd like to thank our sponsor again. Um, you can look at Mocha Girl Reads um, from Compton to yep. Congress. And we'd also like to thank um, Sweet 45 for our theme song, Jones In. You can find them at SoundCloud.com forward slash Sweet 45.
0: And that's it, y'all. We did it.
1: We did it, guys. Yay!
0: Yay. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Um, If you have any... We already said this, but yeah. um, Be sure to look for the BCL chat. It's always hashtag BCL chat and let us know what your reading resolutions are.
1: Yeah, and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye! Bye!